1390 AM, The Fan. A very happy Thursday to you all. Wherever you are, however you are joining us, thank you for doing so. Eric France and AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, you can also stream us on 106onthefan.com and find us on all podcast platforms, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, just type in the full court press, Eric, say my name, and you'll be able to find our past content of great, great shows and better discussion. Hope you're all having a very wonderful day. It's a beautiful day outside. Another one here in Logan. I uh, don't know how long it's going to last, but we're grateful for it. It's supposed to be nice this through the weekend, from what I understand. It's supposed to get ugly like on Monday, though, is what I was oh, reading. really? Yeah. The warm before the storm? It, I like that. It was moving day today here in the office. Oh, the cleaning my day. So uh, how did your prep go today, Eric? <laughs> Were you able to prep it all? Because uh, I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, we got a show. That's great. That's just awesome. I emptied a lot of cupboards and drawers. Yeah. Got the vacuum going. I got my 6,000 steps in for the day. Uh, threw out a couple boxes full of junk. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'd say it was a productive day. It's I. Uh, it's going to take getting some used to. Like I won't park in the back anymore. I'll actually just park in the front. Because it's the easiest way to get in and out. It's going to be kind of weird. I know, they're moving us around. It's Yeah. It's weird. Well, no, no, no. So I've been in that no, same spot for no. uh, 18 years. They, it's it's not they. It's you. You're calling the shots here, big guy. You're the one booting people out of their offices. Well, it's not like you had an office. It's like you, you had a no, desk space. No, that was the Jenny Christensen, AJ Salveson office. We had to move Megadesk. Yeah, that sucked. That you're not a, done. That, oh, no. Dude, that was a pain in the butt, by the way. It right, took me, it I took saw me, the printer was still there. It took me... Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, By the way, that printer staying there because I have the clunky... Uh, clinky... It has what, a very loud fan that kicks on like every yeah, two minutes. and it sounds like like uh, either like Sasquatch is walking through that thing or like some little ghost. An old, an old gerbil on a crickety old wheels. The girl from around. the ring is coming out. Ratatouille is going to come out and try to grab me. So, yeah, that'll be wonderful. Uh, yeah, so I'm in Siberia. You're like in Jamaica, and the Cabo's over there hanging out with all the cool kids. <laughs> we kind of stuffed you in the back. Didn't yeah, we? you stuck me like right in the freaking corner of the all, like the building. Oh, someone came up to me already today saying, I don't know how long that's going to work because he can open that door that's right by him and just talk to Vicky, and those two will just chat. Just shout profanities out there. Because you'll goad her on about the Dallas Cowboys, no. and she'll take it. No, no. I She'll w- have to respond because she loves her Cowboys. Okay, I don't have time to talk about the Dallas Cowboys because I got my own crap going on with the New England Patriots. So, really, the Dallas Cowboys and whatever the crap's going on over there is really the last worry on my mind in regards of NFL. In regards of the NFL. Hey, if you want to participate in the show, you can. You can text in at 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. Three three nine zero three two one. You can also call into the show at four three five seven five two one zero six nine. We got a lot to get through today. Utah Jazz continue to suck. Uh, Skyview boys and Ridgeline boys take care of business in their state playoff games. Only Skyview took care of business. In Ridgeline their- lost. Ridgeline lost. Yes. Oh, Ridgeline lost. No. Ridgeline and Green Canyon are out. I assume because I had checked the score and I was like, oh, they're going to win. So I walked away from it. They got it within four. They were making a comeback in the fourth. They started real sluggish early, and oh, then they no. finally got some effort going in the second half, but it was too little too late. And Juan Diego, 
pulls off a major upset. Which, by the way, is just a return of revenge from last year when they were at home, number one team in the state at 22-0. and mm, Skyview, Skyview goes over them. there, and Mason Faltzliff just destroys Juan Diego single-handedly. And Skyview walks away from Juan Diego with a win on the way to a state championship. Juan Diego returns the favorite to Region 11. And uh, Ridgeline becomes the victim. Wow, what a shocker. I assumed they had won the ball game. I didn't know they lost. Huh. Oh, Skyview, the only team advancing from Region 11 for the boys. Now, all there's three girls' teams yes. that start now from this afternoon. Uh, Green Canyon and Juan Diego for the girls is getting underway. And then a little bit later on, uh, it's going to be uh, Ridgeline and... Now, where did it go? <laughs> I just had it. Uh, Ridgeline plays tonight, and Logan also plays tonight. Hey, are we? Uh, someone asked me the other day, and I want to confirm through you. Sorry, uh, let me. Can I just finish that thought? Sure, go. <laughs> okay, it's it's Green Canyon, Juan Diego. Now it's just it'll be getting started here within the next five to ten minutes. Then it'll be Logan versus Cedar. Logan's an eight seed. Cedar is a number one seed. Hopefully, Logan can uh, play upset. And then at 7.30, uh, so that game's at 5.50, and then at 7.30, it'll be Ridgeline versus Pineview. So uh, Ridgeline fans uh, and uh, Green Canyon fans hoping that their schools can continue to play well and uh, do what their boys' teams couldn't. And then Logan hoping that their lone representative for uh, boys or girls can uh, keep can keep going as well. So those games going on throughout the evening down at the D Event Center in Ogden. The question that I was asked from uh, a couple of individuals actually, are we going to be airing the semifinal girls games, yes or no? Or do we have an answer yet? I guess it's uh, better. At this, at this point, the answer is probably no. Okay. All right. I just had a couple people ask, and I wanted to make sure I, I, I brought that up with you and do yes. so on air in an awkward way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean we'd we'd like to, but at this point, where there's just been some other things going on, um, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Okay. Now, if if a team or girls team does advance to the championship game, we absolutely, absolutely will have would. that. Yeah. Yes, sure, makes 100 percent sense. Okay, so Skyview boys move on. Everybody else is done. So Skyview boys are the last one surviving. That's really too bad because Ridgeline and Skyview in the in the state championship. Would have been really saucy. Right. They were on opposite sides of the bracket. They had the potential to meet each other in a championship, but it's not going to happen. And it wasn't easy for Skyview. It was a a close game. Hurricane Hurricane credit. Yes. We'll give them some credit, but uh, there were a lot of fouls. Don't uh, Mason Falslev. No, I'm just saying the foul trouble took a lot of the key components for Skyview out of the game. Casey Carlson fouled out. Mason Falslev was in foul Had trouble. Four fouls the whole game. Uh, uh, Phipps hurt his knee and, and went out in the second half. So it was really some uh, unheralded players that really carried Skyview to that victory over Hurricane. Is that going to be their toughest test the rest of the way? For Skyview? Yeah. Um, I'd probably say no. I think that Desert Hills could be interesting. They, they pulled off a big upset over Cedar earlier in the day, beat them by 23 points. Ooh. Cedar was the number four team, and Desert Hills pulled off a major upset. Uh, though that little uncanny, but um, you know, Desert Hills upset Pineview uh, earlier as well. So Desert Hills is... Kind of hitting a, a bit of a stride right now. They certainly have to be aware of that. Um, but uh, Dixie took care of Green Canyon as well. So if Skyview gets past Desert Hills, 
they'll face uh, the winner of Dixie and Juan Diego, and I would suspect Dixie would take care of that. Dixie could be a formidable team for the Bobcats to try to face. Yeah, no, that that, that makes sense. I uh, I wonder how much is left in the tank like that. If a game like that can take a lot out of you, and depending on the injury of Zach or uh, Sam Phipps, excuse me, uh, we'll wait to hear that out. If he misses next game, then you've probably got a little bit of a problem. Uh, you need Phipps in the game. Look, Mason is the best player on the team. Probably the most important player on the team. But Jordan needed Pittman, Batman needed Robin, and Burt needed Ernie for Sesame Street ratings. So, uh, in the, in that regard, uh, I, I feel like Falls of Skyview is going to need Phipps in that lineup. Because Dixie's got a tall squad, too. Dixie's got a lot of height. they got a lot of athleticism. They're going to be a major player and a major problem in this tournament. Just ask Green Canyon. This thing is far from over. Absolutely far from over from being done. Uh, 4-7-6-8. Just texted in. Go Skyview. He says, this is Justice who visited Alaska a couple weeks ago. How bad is Sam's injury on SV side? Well, Justice, we don't know yet. We are still waiting to hear a further update. Well, um... Probably won't know till tomorrow if it would be my guess until they get home. Yeah, I haven't that, heard. I'm not going to speculate. Not going to speculate. I know he was respect. taken uh, immediately to the locker room, but I, I haven't heard anything since. Was he then. able to limp off on his own, or did they? I don't know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We're going to try to get Hurricane John Newbold to, to join us Okay. Uh, to give us kind of a recap of the day because he's been down there watching a lot of these games. Uh, we'll have the Skyview game tomorrow. And so he can give us a preview of Desert Hills because that was the game that was concluding right before Skyview started their game. That was the early morning game. What time is that game at? Uh, Skyview Desert Hills will be tomorrow on seven? this station at 5.50 is when it tips off. Oh. So that'll cut into our show a little bit. For good reason. Yeah. We'll be more than happy to give up our broadcast to bring you Skyview basketball. Anytime we can do that, we're, we're more than happy to do so. Okay, 5.50 it is then. Well, good for them. That's uh, that's awesome. And uh, again, a heartbreaking way for Ridgeline, who had an incredible season. Eric, one of the more dominating teams, underrated teams in this in the four A class, went over and beat Skyview at Ridgeline. Uh, and what was the number three seed going into this tournament? I believe they were the number three team. Number mm-hmm. three team, and and everyone kind of felt like they'd be one of the final four. It, this. I was listening to the guys on the the broadcast, uh, Nick uh, Zollinger, Dave Simmons, who do a great job. They do do a great job. They have a lot of fun together doing those games. Um, this it really sounded like this was more uh, the game that happened today for Ridgeline was more of a factor of them not being as prepared and as energetic as they needed to be in a playoff situation. Okay, and it took them a little time to to do that, but. Then also just Juan Diego, not to take too much away from them, but they didn't seem overly impressed with what Juan Diego was doing. Just Ridgeline wasn't doing what they normally could do, if that makes sense. Sure. And so it just came, their effort just came a little bit too late, and then they weren't able to make some shots down the stretch. They were able to close the gap, get it within four, and hold it within that window for a little bit until about two minutes to go, minute and a half to go. And then they just weren't able to make their shots, and Juan Diego did, and they made their free throws, and they got the win. So, But also, listening to the interview with Coach Day, yes, it, it was disappointing in how they played today and, and how it ended, 
But put that in context of what we thought this Ridgeline team was going to do this year. It was a team that only won one game in region last year. Yeah, absolutely. And arguably, we haven't released our Region 11, all Region 11 team, but I would strongly suppose that Coach Day is going to be the runaway coach of the year. There should not be one person voting for Coach Hiller. With all due I love Kirk. I played underneath him. I was uh, I was a part of the staff with or I a part of the staff with him at Mount Crest. Incredibly, incredibly great guy. But as you said, what Ridgeline did to flip that script 180 and go the right direction to be the number three seed in this RPI system is is tremendous. And I'm not going to take and say, oh, I'm looking at the playoffs too. I'm taking their pre and reg- and region season and saying from there, and that's the line. And to me. Uh, Ridgeline, uh, just, I mean, Caden Cox, you had Jake Salveson, and you had, uh, you know, Coach Day I, and his staff. I thought they were just absolutely phenomenal. Shouldn't even be, it should be unanimous. It shouldn't even be close. All right, it, it, it stings right now. It, it, it's frustrating how today happened. But when you take a step back and look at the season on on the whole, man, you got, wow, what a, what a great job by that coaching staff and a young Group of players yeah. playing w- above their expectations. Well above, by the well way. Well above. <laughs> you had a starting point guard who was a sophomore, and he lit people up. I mean, there's a chance in my uh, th- that he could maybe be a first teamer on our all region vote. I think there's a st- I think there's a chance based on what his stats were and what he did in 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 regards to the impact he made on his team. But uh, what a tough way to end the season. And then, Eric, let's go to Green Canyon. Uh, kind of an up-and-down rocky season, to say the least, for Coach McClure and his, and his crew. Uh, they do make it into the playoffs. They they beat Stansberry as a, in a 10-7 game, uh, t- being 10 seed being Green Canyon. And then they get to this one. Look, everybody knew Dixie was going to be a tough out. Everybody knew that Green Canyon was going to really have to play a near-perfect game to knock out Dixie, who's the number two seed. Love what Green Canyon gave today. He put he left everything on the court. Look, they played it close in the first quarter. It was anybody's game, but in the end, Dixie just had more firepower, and they they poured it on, and they started to separate, and uh, and then keep Green Bay, Green Canyon, Green Bay, keep Green Canyon. There'll be a problem too, like. by the way. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, they could have used his help somehow, uh, but they were able to keep the Wolves at at uh, at arm's length. And then slowly start to expand their lead. So, uh, Green Canyon for what they were able to do, uh, the upset on the road at Stansbury is, you know, uh, you have to applaud them for that. They took care of business, and then getting there uh, to the state championship into the quarterfinals—that's a good accomplishment for Green Canyon. It's too bad that they fell short, but it's tough when you go up against a team that's only lost three games all year. And has an eight-game winning streak and a nine-game winning streak under their belts this season. Yeah, that's that's not that's a lot to ask for. And by the way, Dixie's also looking for revenge this year too. They got knocked out earlier than they were supposed to yeah, last year. Yeah, that's right. They that's wanted true. some revenge and they took it out on Region Eleven. So it just it's sometimes how it goes. Four seven six eight. Just texting in or showing. Don't forget, you all can too. Text in if you have any questions or want to join the show in any way. 
435 is how to text in. 435 is how to call in. So, uh, 4768, Eric, he texts in and he asks, should we watch for Ridgeline next year? Are they going to be a team to fear? Yes, yes. because they're young. Uh, they've got shooters. I don't know that they've got necessarily an and I athlete th- like Mason Falslove that's going to take the top off. But hey, Mason Falslove ain't going to be there next year. Sam no. Pitts isn't going to be there next year. Right, but I think it's a, a team of, of of shooters and ball handlers. Um, and so uh, I think they can – they may not have the most athleticism compared to maybe some other teams. Uh, not to take anything away from the athleticism that is there for Ridgeline, but – uh, I think with their coaching and the the growth that they went through this year, they're going to be dangerous next year. Uh, I like it. Uh, I and I is Jake Salveson a senior or a junior? Do you know? I I, I don't know if Jake Salveson's a senior or a junior. I should know that because he's like my sure. second cousin or something like that. I found out like three days ago. You you could tell the resemblance. You know, put you guys in the lineup and it'd be easy to dude. All, see the dude, it'd semblance. be just alley oops all day. That's all it would be. Uh, but. Uh, this team's got, you're right, they're young, but they've got plenty of experience. Plenty of experience coming back next year. I like Ridgeline in just the make of the team. Of course, Coach Day and his staff, um, you get some familiarity now. And Mason Fulton and Sam Phipps are no longer a part of Region 11. They're adios. I don't think Mountain Crest, Mountain Crest loses a ton of uh, seniority. I think they're gonna, there's going to be a drop off on the cliff there. Uh, Logan, I don't think has the talent to compete. They have a great coach, but not the talent. And uh, Green Canyon's going to lose a lot of talent too. Green Canyon's going to lose another chunk of talent again. So I like Ridgeline as that as that one as that one team that it's actually going to probably win region, maybe be in the top three of the RPI seating. Uh, I think that Ridgeline is certainly going to have a strong, uh, should be a, probably a strong favorite to be the number one team going into the 2020, 2021 season but I think Skyview also has still has some size and athleticism and experience on their squad as well um, so I think that I'd probably give Ridgeline a bit of a nod over Skyview mm-hmm. but it'd be close it'd be close because as good as Skyview has been most of it's because of people will point to Mason Falslove as the primary reason and we should Yeah, but there are a lot of other guys that are on that squad that uh, are still contributing and are coming up uh, Eric, we're about to get through the state playoffs. I want to ask you so far, what is your thought of the RPI system? Uh, with I thought it was interesting with football. I was most interested to see how it would work for basketball because you have a larger body of work mm-hmm. to formulate. Yeah. That's the right term. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a little weird that you're playing region teams. Right away in the playoffs, yeah, because it wasn't just Region Eleven that happened to Region Nine had that happen a couple different times. Yep, but in the end, I I like it because it's all about what you did on the body of your season. It is a little funky that you don't have a second season where you can kind of work through some things in your non-region to play with lineups and rotations and go play some tough teams that you don't think you're going to win, but they're going to help you work through a few things or play some really soft teams just to get your guys some confidence. It really changes the whole philosophy for the whole season, which is different. There's pros and cons to both. But in the end, uh, for its inaugural year, 
I like how it worked because it still has the the better teams advancing and and being seeded properly based on what they did in the regular season, rather than saying you're the number two team in your region, regardless of how good you were or how good your region was. This is how you're going to be forced into this situation for who you play in the next round. That's a great that's a great thing you bring up there. I'm I'm kind of interested to see what baseball does. For example, Mountain Crest is going to be playing Bishop Gorman in baseball, and then another team from Arizona who I believe is ranked third, fourth in the state. Like their their schedule is is really tough, in in out of region play or non region play, but they also have a few gimme games. And then what the region does in baseball, I think there's two teams, and it's a runaway. I think it's Green Canyon, Mountain Crest, battling for the region championship, and everyone else is just there. How does that hurt Mountain Crest? Or does it? I mean, do they get the same respect that Scav you got? In, but in baseball, you can lose more games, too. In baseball, you can lose a ton of games. And you can go through a three-game series and go, you know, Coach Hanson used to always tell us, you can go two and three, and that's pretty dang good. Only once did we ever go three and oh in every single region game, and we, we were undefeated going into the state playoffs. But to go two and three is, is incredible. And I, I'm looking forward to see how that will affect baseball more than I did basketball. But it's it, it works. Yeah. I think baseball does. I mean, you talk about large body of work. Baseball has yeah, that. You're going to have a larger. A three-game series versus every team in the region, plus your out-of-region schedule. And like teams like, I mean, and, and Green Canyon's got a pretty tough schedule as well, but I think Mountain Crest has a tougher schedule uh, with uh, some very notable names, not just in the state, but also in the whole entire country. Bishop Gorman is, oof, that's that's pretty awesome. And by the way, the the talent that Mountain Crest brings back and losing only one senior in Brady Hall, that that team's going to be looking for uh, some revenge because they got knocked out in the opening day, two games in, they were zero two. So uh, we'll see how that responds. I, yeah, so I'm looking for the RPI. I I think there needs to be some adjustments though. There's some things I'd like to see adjusted, and uh, we'll probably have John Ogles be on before fall of next year to after those adjustments are made. Yeah, it's it's a new system. It's taking people some time to get used to it. Uh, it's going to take um, a, a year or two to work out scheduling and how that affects the rankings and uh, looking at uh, how that's going to affect where you're at down the line um, at the end of the year. Because you have to try to look at what does this team look like this year that we may play out of region? Where were they last year? What might they look like this year? It takes some time to work through that and how that may affect where you want to be uh, ultimately. So I think it's going to take some time for the coaches to kind of dial it in, like how they try to play that game with RPI, with scheduling. But also, I think there's going to be some conversations about tweaking uh, from the UHSAA point of view as well as how it's implemented because it, it's new for the state of Utah. Other states have been doing it for quite some time and uh, that's where they, they looked to, to to get examples but um, they they seem to be wor- uh, liking it and working well for them so it, it's it's just new. It's going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Uh, maybe some minor tweaks here or there but in the end I, I like it and I think it's working out like uh, they intended it to. That's a great point. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming up, Utah State football has released their 2020 schedule. Not every game Saturday. We have a couple of early weekend games. Uh, we'll guess the times. We'll give our predictions. We'll give our thoughts. 
Love to hear yours as well. 435-339-0321. That's how you text in. Uh, the uh, cost of the text is pending your contract with your service. So if you have limited texting, you can text us as many times as you want. In fact, if you want to, you can send single individual text to spell Eric Franson's name if you wish. That is totally fine. We approve <laughs> if you wish. Okay. Uh, you can also call in at 435-752-1069. You don't sound too thrilled. Hey, about you know what? What? On the other side, I've got your pick six gift. We're going to do pick six later on in the show today. Oh, so it only took you a full seven days. To so recover. it took me a bit, but it'll be worth it. So that's coming up. Okay, the last time you said it was worth it, you freaking gave me a romantic novel, which, by the way, I did finish reading. <laughs> I, I gave you some new reading material today. That is unrelated to pick six, but I gave you a lot of good reading material today, didn't I? You had like a box full of it. You gave me a bunch of diet books. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay South here on the Full Court Press. 429 your time here on a Thursday, it's February 27th. Oh, by the way. Uh, since I got a quick second, happy birthday, mom. <laughs> I haven't called her yet. Well, I did call her, but she didn't Your answer. Your mom's birthday's today? Yeah. Hey, it's the best day to have a birthday. Why? Happy birthday, Ajay's mom. If it's your happy day birthday, today, tell Tyler him, Riggs. If you know my mom, tell her she's great. It's her day, it's her day on today. 106.9 The Fan. Tyler Riggs, he's a full court press alum. It's his birthday today. Man, he's pretty salty on Twitter, too. Uh, he can be. Yeah. I don't follow him, but I... It, it, it pops up on my Twitter feed every now and then. I'm like, dude, calm. Sometimes he's rated TVMA. Down. Breathe. No. Jeez, calm down. Uh, uh, my niece. It's her birthday today. It's your niece's birthday? Yeah. What's your niece's name? Allie Calandra. All right, Allie Calandra. I feel like you're making this up. Happy birthday, Allie Calandra. Um, yeah. Should we look up? Andy uh, Lund. It's his birthday today. Who's, what's he? What athletes? Old buddy. High school buddy of mine. Wait, who is that? Andy Lund. It's his birthday Andy today. Andy Lund. Why do I know that? No. Dude. Uh, another classmate of mine back in the day, Connie South. It's her birthday today. All right. Today's birthdays, uh, Eric, are uh, some of the greatest ever. Jack Gibson, Raymond Berry, Chick Fools. Oh, wait. Those are from like early 1900s. And uh, yeah, nobody else is. Oh, wait. Yeah, there is. There's a few people celebrating birthdays today. Here we go. Yeah, we're all right. Deuce Staley, right? Former back for oh, the Eagles. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's his birthday today. Cool. Tony Gonzalez. Really? Tony Gonzalez? Yep, 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 yep. It's his birthday, so happy birthday. Uh, and uh, that's about it in regards to people that were really cool. Like I said, it's a good day to have a birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. Thank you. Including my mom. Thank you. It's my birthday today, too. That's what I was saying. It's the best day to have a birthday. Wait, is it really your birthday? Yeah, it is, actually. See, and the intern brings in something really nice for my birthday. Okay, no. I got no, a whole jar here of macadamia nut, uh, chocolate macadamias. Uh, oh. Milk, chocolate, salted caramel clusters. They're delicious. It's got a ribbon on it. He was very thoughtful. Uh, five what did you get me, Ajay? Uh, dude, you didn't tell me it was your birthday. and I don't have Facebook, so you I don't owe you anything. You should know. We've been doing this gig for a while now. 
look, dude, I, I've got so many birthdays to celebrate today. Like, I got my mom's. Uh, 5338, it's also his daughter's birthday. Hey, way to go. So, happy birthday, yeah. 255 or 5338's daughter. That's right. Like I said, it's that is awesome. to have a birthday. Uh, yeah, so look, I've been focused on 5338's daughter's birthday. I'm focused on my mom's birthday. It's really been a lot. It's been a ton for me. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to thank uh, 4768 for doing exactly as I asked of you. Give the text line open over there. Doing exactly what I asked of you? Yes. They did exactly what I asked of them. And I am so grateful. Uh, he spelled out Eric Franson. As for your birthday present, so my birthday gift to you is to spell Eric Franson in, 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 uh, in a text message. And they did. The 435 so thank you for seven. Oh, there's a lot of texts coming in there. Oh wow, he did uh, a letter for each text. That, yeah, that's very clever. That is your birthday gift from me uh, and four seven six eight. Thank you four seven six eight and RJ. You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. I'm glad your essay went well. Oh, his essay? Yeah, his essay did go well. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, you know what? I was a big reason why. Um, I know they uh, wanted to sit down and really pick my brain, and I was. Able to spend some time with them, so really, yeah. I thought I, they spent most time with me. No, no. This was the uh, this was another justice that I was able to sit down and talk to and uh, spend some quality time with, and so that's Justice Court. Uh, 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 no, we don't give out last names, Eric. It was Justice. <laughs> okay, I was. It was that one kid. Hey, um, since we're in the giving mood, I'm, I want to give you my pick six gift right now. We're not. We haven't done the pick six just yet. Five three three. I'm really happy it's your daughter's birthday. That's awesome, actually. That makes my day. Okay, I, I it's already over there for you. It's just on to your uh, right, just under the table, and that black bag. What in the name of are you there, market? It's me, God. Is this? Yeah, yep. It's it's already over there. So it's it's a nice bag that's got some good good things in there. Just let well, us. Just oh. uh, you have to tell our listeners as you pull them out. There's a lot of goodies in there. Uh, so uh, this very unthoughtful gift uh, is <laughs> it's very thoughtful. There's a lot of stuff in there. Together we achieve the extraordinary. Compliments of Cashflow Radio Group. It's a notebook with a calculator in it that doesn't work anymore. It does work. No, it doesn't. I'm push. I'm pushing on. This is from 1995. Adam, the intern. It's comp. Can't freaking charge 1995. It's calculator. really nice. All right. Uh, let's see here. We got a uh, oh, we got a 1995 or 959 KLZX calculator book that has a calculator that doesn't work. So that's two calculators. So you give me toys that don't work. There's this a is, pen in there too. There's a pen in there, and it looks like it's been chewed apart by Brad Stone. That's great. Thank you. Uh, memories, I'm making memories here. Wayne Estes, a hero's legacy, one of the greatest West all-time greats in collegiate basketball book. See. There's good stuff in there. That oh. actually, see now that actually might wait. Is this, is this like a fictional book? No, that's actually a really cool book. Don't touch. What the? Okay, we'll, we'll put that aside for now. Yeah, don't mock that one. That one's good. Uh oh, Adam, the intern. We got a gift for you. Listen, you gave us some macadamia nuts for our gift. We give you in return a gift from us. Here is a 2012 BYU football season almanac. Okay, something that you can remember some of the great history because they suck so bad now. So this is to help bring back good That memories. has one of your favorite players in it. Uh, which one is that? Kyle Van Noy. Oh, I love Kyle. Yeah, but you yeah. gave it away now. Greatest linebacker ever to play in the state of Utah. I know Utah. how much you love him, so I put that in there for you. Uh, 
a f- Shut up. <laughs> a few seconds of panic. A sports writer plays in the NFL. Uh, I don't know what what this is actually supposed to be. This is I mean, great stuff. Is great this Darren Rovell kicking a football. Really interesting material there for you. Okay, thinking of you. Okay, and uh, let's see what else we got here, Eric. This is this is thrilling radio right here. Uh, never stop. I thought that said something else. Never stop pushing. My life from a Wyoming farm to the Olympic medal stand, Rulong Gardner. Yeah, book from Rulong Gardner. Wow. See, there's some good stuff in there. Man, okay, wait, we got one more thing, though. It's an interesting story. We got an M&M bowl. I can put your treats in there. Okay. Uh, you know, I guess you could put some of these macadamia, if I gave you some of these macadamia clusters. Which you should, because uh, Adam told me that was 60% for me. I didn't give any audience. <laughs> there were no percentages. Oh, Ruan Gardner. Seconds. Wayne Estes. All good stuff. Was that it? Was that everything? Yeah. Garbage can says thank you. What? No, come on now. There was good stuff in there. Quality stuff. The calculators didn't even work. You just got to give them a little bit of love. They'll come to life. Give them, like, what, do you want me to take a sledgehammer to it? Is that going to be love? Like the, the Wayne Estes book is great. Oh, yeah. Actually, I want that back. Rulon Gardner's story is really interesting. And no, now he's not. He's, you know, since then, he's had some questionable life choices. Yeah. Yeah. Can you but imagine me taking good, that book story inside of, of my house? The story of how we got to be an Olympic champion is, is really interesting. I would lose the Holy Spirit if I did that. And I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to keep Wayne Estes. And what book. if you decided to try to do something in the NFL one day as a sports guy? The, the, you got a book that tells you someone's experience through Don't that. Don't ever refer me to the sports guy ever again. <laughs> okay. That's like referring me to somebody else that you one time did and it about freaking chewed your head off. Uh, and, and, and you know, this back's pretty nice. Radio show by Rab and Nab. Garbage cans R-A-B full. R-A-B and N-A-B. Garbage cans full. We need to take it out after intern. That's your job. Make sure you empty that out by the end Rally of the day. Nielsen. Rally Nielsen. Uh, we don't say those words around this valley. <laughs> kind of. It's, it, it's still bitter to a lot of Aggie fans. It's still very bitter. He was a great high school product. Oh, he was incredible. He just made bad decisions later down the road. Very bad decisions. So I, I feel bad that I put some work into putting the best of things that I, I came across this last week into this, one nice gift for you for pick six. Because you had a perfect bracket. I was going to go above and beyond and give you some really nice stuff. Where did you find that stuff? Where did you find it? I, I mean, I'm curious. I, I should go shopping there. I just don't know where you found it. I would, I'd love to go back there and get some more books. <laughs> I'm just curious. Where did you find it? I don't know what's so funny. I'm just at... You can find it at your local bookstore. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
third. And uh, you didn't edit it. I didn't say play the Ridgeline one. I told you I didn't have Ridgeline ready. Okay, calm down. I told you I had Skyview ready. Oh, I have Skyview ready. I have Ridgeline ready. Sorry. <laughs> don't get grumpy at me for oh, not paying attention to what I said. Don't get grumpy with me either. All right, here's so Skyview. You're not paying attention. It's not my fault. Please play. Why isn't this playing? Eric? It's a five-point lead. False left. He misses. He about airballed. Rebound. Daly still in the backcourt. Seven seconds. They pass it up front. And it's out. Langston saves it. Three-pointer. No good. And the buzzer sounds. Skyviews prevails. Skyview what, what a gut check on. by the Bobcats. But what a way to, to survive in advance with the two unlikely heroes today being Titan Saxton and, and Jackson Schumann. Yep. Titan Saxon and Jackson Schumann allowed the Bobcats to survive 60-55. to 55. The one seed defeats the eighth seed. They really had to gut this one out because Hurricane for three and probably four, three and a half quarters played better than the Bobcats today. The Bobcats somehow get the victory 60-55 to 55 and will play Desert Hills tomorrow night. Desert Hill Skyview's final score at the event center, 60 to 55. Skyview over Hurricane. Hurricane gave Skyview everything they could handle and then some. Skyview comes away with the win. Ridgeline and Green Canyon fall short. Ridgeline upsets in their game, and Green Canyon falls to Dixie, ranked number two. Uh, so Skyview is the lone team left in Region 11, just the way the rest of the 4A class wanted it. They didn't want anybody else from 4A. They didn't want to see another Region 11 championship, that's for sure. Uh, Desert Hills is interesting because they um, they beat Mountain Crest eighty two to fifty nine. They beat up on the Mustangs, but yeah. let's be honest, that's not unique this year. Uh, they had a big upset in the in beating Pineview, who was a number five team in the state, and it was a nail biter. Desert Hills goes on the road and beats Pineview fifty seven to fifty six. Then they face Cedar, another Region 9 team, and beat them soundly today, 74-51. to So that's that could be a dangerous opponent. Skyview should be able to outmatch these guys, but Desert Hills has some momentum coming in their favor, and Skyview had to scrap and fight and struggle to get past Hurricane. Maybe that serves as a wake-up call for the Bobcats. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is maybe that's the, oh, wait, this isn't a cakewalk this year. We've- right, and maybe they get a different officiating crew that that calls the game a little bit differently than they did today. But um, could be an interesting matchup. I, don't overlook Desert Hills right now. No, not at all. I, But I think Skyview's, really, that hurricane we, we all knew was going to be a tough test. I, I still think Skyview takes care of business leading up to the state championship game, though. And with Dixie, is Dixie on the opposite? Yeah, Dixie on the opposite side of the bracket. So Dixie and Skyview can meet up in the state championship at, at D Event Center on Saturday night. Yep, right. Skyview's number one, Dixie's number two, so they're on opposite sides of each other. Um, it'll be Dixie and Juan Diego. Uh, and let's, you know, to be honest, uh, I would hope that Juan Diego plays a similar game as they did today to knock off Dixie. And I'd love to see a, a Skyview Juan Diego in the championship. How frustrating would that be for Juan yeah, Diego? No kidding. We got to face these guys again. Again, yep, with that same one dude on that team. 
<laughs> That's the biggest thing. Eric, the uh, NFL Combine is uh, kicking off today. Uh, a lot of talk about Jordan Love. Uh, a couple of interesting things. You actually played a little bit of this uh, yesterday. And uh, I want to play just a bit more here. This is Colin Coward from a couple of days ago and who he thinks Jordan Love will end up with. I think Jordan Love, I, I'll, I'll just make a prediction here. The single, the only guy in the draft that has the ability to change a franchise that nobody will admit right now is Jordan Love at Utah State. Now, we all think Burrow and Herbert and Tua and Jordan Love could change a franchise, and, I, and I'll make a prediction. He will because he's going to go later in the draft, and he's going to end up with a good team like Indy. And Burrow's going to go from the best offensive line in college football to arguably the worst O-line in the NFL. God, what did he do? Like, what did Burrow do to Colin Coward? He kick his dog? Uh, he has his vendetta. It's because he has small hands. Oh, I'm so sick of that, by the way. I'm so tired of that crap. You know what? I, I, this is awesome that we're talking about Jordan Love. National publications are talking about Jordan Love, a quarterback from Utah State University, potentially going in the first round and being a difference maker in the NFL for years to come. Uh, I'm, I think it's awesome. But I also think maybe they need to pump the brakes on it a little bit. Not because I'm pessimistic on Jordan Love or I'm down on Jordan Love, but I hear a lot of these scouts and a lot of these NFL executives saying, we want a, if we're going for a quarterback, we want a quarterback who's going to command the room, who's going to command the huddle, who's, you know, everybody's going to, you know, look to and he's going to have this personality besides his physical capabilities. I think Jordan Love has the physical capabilities, but I don't know that he has that personality. He's a little more reserved. Uh, I think that uh, he would thrive in a system where the running back is the big personality or the wide receiver is the big personality. But if he's looked to be the look to, to be that big personality, I don't know that he will be that guy. I'm not trying to be negative on him. I just no, think no, not at all. my reactions with not him at all. and just, uh, seeing him in practices and watching him in a lot of games the last two years. I, I think that in the right system, he could be a great quarterback. But I think it would need to be in a system where it, it, the, where the attention, the, the, the alpha personality is someone else on the team. Fair enough. Because I don't think he's going to be that guy. Fair enough. Because even with Utah State, I'd say Gerald Bright was the alpha personality for the Utah oh, State dude, offense. Oh, dude, not even close either. Like, light. Light years away from, I mean, anybody else was even close to him in that regard. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, you feel like, you know, Jordan Love, and by the way, he, there's, there's, I'm looking at a couple of videos right now. Here, he's sitting with uh, Therese Paler and Tank Williams in uh, his uh, Combine Media Day where he had to uh, go to the mic and answer some questions. And he had a couple really good answers. Uh, one of them was asked about the, uh, you know, the interceptions he threw 17 last year. And, uh, a media member said, are you sick of talking about the interceptions, the 17? And he says, well, if I didn't want to talk about the inter 17 interceptions, I probably shouldn't have thrown those. Uh, and my, my favorite part, though, is with every team, right, with a great quarterback like Jordan Love, it is this, Eric. It is Indianapolis comes out and says, oh, by the way, he's uh, Jordan Love said he loved to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Then the Raiders and their website, 
Uh, Jordan Love said, uh, you know, you, you look at the Raiders, you think of the coach, Coach Gruden, being able to play for him. That's someone I watched growing up. You've got the show. You're, you've heard a lot about him. He's a great quarterback guru. That's who you want to play with, Raiders. Jordan Love wants to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers. Oh, man. Jordan Love came out and said, you know what? LA is a great town. It's a great place with passionate fans. They love the game of football. I'd love to play for the Chargers. Hey, Jordan Love would love to play for the Chargers, everybody. And so you got fans just freaking out everywhere. Well, he's doing what he's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, coach this, speaker, political at, speaker. Right, at this stage, look, he gets to play in the NFL. He's gonna, Yeah, you'd be happy to play with any of those franchises. You're going to play in the league. If I'm that guy, I don't care who drafts me. I would love to play with that team because that means I'm in the NFL. So he's doing it right. He's not being a prima donna. Uh, and, and so kudos to him. You know, one of the really great things going for Jordan Love is while he, he may lack that big personality that some people are drawn to that maybe they expect a quarterback to have, he really has this great asset with his personality in that if he makes a mistake, if he makes a bad throw, meh, meh, whatever. Yeah. He's going to go out there and make another big throw and not be bothered by Nothing it. Nothing phases him. Right. And just sometimes that was kind of a, we got a little critical of him last year at a fault that, man, show some emotion out there, guy. You just made a mistake. Get after your offensive line or get after your wide receivers, whatever. And he'd just trot to the sideline like, okay, I'm going to get it next time. And he'd go out there and make big throws in tight windows, and he wouldn't be bothered by it. So that is a real key asset that he has with his personality. While it may not be this force of gravity that we want to go and hang out with and hear what he has to say in every moment, he is. I think he's got some real great qualities with his personality that will help him be a successful quarterback at the next level. Chris Ballard uh, commented on Jordan Love when he was asked about him. He said, quote, he's very talented. He's had a heck of a season in 2018. Matt Ryan coming out of Boston College and into the draft, what did he have? 19 interceptions. You got to break down each of one of those interceptions. Why did they happen? It's not always on the computer. Uh, it's not always on the quarterback. And if you look at film last year, you can definitely see that's one of the biggest reasons. Uh, by the way, if you're a teammate, aren't you like, okay, come on. Like, we aren't just out there like, hey, hope you throw a pick. Let me help you. If, if you're a receiver. I am mean, I supposed to run they are five getting... yards and then turn to the right? Or am I supposed to run 10 <laughs> oh, yards I mean, and then turn to the like, left? They're just getting torched. The coaching staff is getting just blown up. It, it, it's incredible. Uh, but for Jordan Love, there is a lot of hype around him right now. And, uh, and there's some teams salivating. According to Bucky Brooks of NFL.com, he has him going to the Raiders, Eric, as the 12th pick in the draft. There is rumor that the Patriots are trying to move up in the draft by via a trade to get Jordan Love. But they're realizing oh, a big problem. Jordan Love is going to be going a lot higher than what they thought. A lot higher. And it's hard to go from 30 to 15 in the NFL in a draft, especially when you have guys like Joe Burrow, Tua, and Jordan Love on the draft board. And Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah, that's another and guy. And Chase Young. And let's not forget the other dynamic players that are not quarterbacks that are going to be hot products. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good wide receivers in this class. There's some really good tight ends, let alone the dynamic uh, linemen that are that uh, these NFL squads are going to be salivating over in the first round. So um, it, it's fun to have this type of, this level of discussion about a Utah State player. 
We've talked about this before. This probably this level of interest in a USU player probably hasn't existed since the Olsen brothers. Yeah, easily. Name me any athlete in any sport that got this level of interest since the Olsen brothers. It's been a while. It's good to have it, though, like you said. It's really fun to have it. we got to take a break, come back, wrap up the first hour, and get ready for the second hour on the Full Court Press. It's Eric Franson and Audrey Salveson coming up next, the second hour of the Full Court Press, including Utah State's football schedule. What does it look like? 